Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. In today's program, we bring you an experience-sharing article from the China Fahui entitled The Demeanor of a Falun Dafa Practitioner by a Falun Dafa Practitioner in China. The English translation was published on the Minhui website on November the 14th, 2022. After retiring from a state-owned enterprise, I was rehired by its parent company with a six-figure annual salary. Many people around me were green with envy. One of my supervisors said to me, A retired manager got rehired as an expert? This has never happened in our company before. I know that my good fortune happened because Fallon Daffer made me a considerate and competent person, valued and respected by others. Part 1. An official who refuses grey income. I began to practice Falun Dafa in early 1998. Master said in Lecture 1 of Zwan Falun, quote, The most fundamental characteristic of this universe, Zhan Shan Ren, is the highest manifestation of the Buddha Far, unquote. I was awestruck by this sentence. Since I knew this is the criteria of being a good person, I knew I must follow it. Since then, my life has had a purpose. I was responsible for purchase accounting in my company before my retirement, one of the positions known for grey income. In the past 20 plus years, I have handled billions of yuan in purchases each year, but I always required myself to follow the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, Jean Shan Ren. That is, I tried to be fair, just and transparent so as to protect my company's interest and that of our vendors as well. I also declined to accept any kickbacks from the vendors, nor did I allow them to pay for my food or travel, even when my salary was still low in the beginning. The vendors felt I was too foolish and tried to persuade me to take advantage of the opportunities to earn grey income. One of them said to me, Everybody is doing this. If you are in the position to do that and you don't do it, all the opportunities would be gone when you no longer have the privilege. Another one complained. It was even harder to invite me to dinner than inviting a high-ranking official. I was not moved by their pressure to accept grey income. After I explained to them why I would do things this way, they all became understanding and very respectful of practitioners. One of the vendors remarked, Falun Dafa has solved the corruption issue that money and rules cannot resolve. In the past 20 plus years, I have experienced countless audits and our auditors were always satisfied. My contracts and accounting records were clear and standardized. No vendors reported I had any issues. Once, after a major audit, I ran into a manager at my company on a bus. He said, Many mid-level managers were ordered to return their grey income after the audit. You are the only exception who reported no grey income. Another co-worker came to my office and said, 
your faith has helped you, otherwise you would not be able to sit here since many others were disciplined for taking bribes or kickbacks. I thus gained more and more trust and was promoted. Some ten years ago, one of my supervisors told me that my analysis of purchase accounting was circulated at a conference held by our parent company and attended by all subsidiaries. He said he was asked why he still dared to use me. A Fallon Daffer practitioner? He replied. She does whatever is asked of her and does it well. If we have more people like her, things would be much easier. Over the years, I have worked with a revolving door of vendors. They all told me in the beginning that they were aware of the unspoken rules and that they would not let me help them secure my company's business for nothing. I would smile and say, Those unspoken rules do not apply to me. I won't take things from you since I have my belief. You'll get our business as long as your quality and price are good. Whenever possible, I would talk with them about Falandafa, the persecution and the defamatory propaganda from the Chinese Communist Party, CCP. Nearly all of them agreed and quit the CCP organisations. Some shared the information with their family or friends. Some told their police friends not to suppress Falandafa. Some have begun to practice. One vendor came to my office with an envelope full of cash. He insisted on thanking me with the cash because I helped him learn how to do business honestly and still make a lot of money. He said, I have thanked all other people who have helped me along the way. This is for you since you helped me the most. I explained to him that I would always offer help whenever I could because of Fallon Daffa teachings. However, I would never accept gifts from others. In the end, he took the envelope back. Before the Chinese New Year, he returned with a big bag and said, We are no longer business partners, so there is no conflict of interest anymore. I just wanted to give you some gifts as a friend. Look, this is a high-end watch I bought for you from Hong Kong, and that is some cosmetics my wife bought for you. Please do not say no this time. I smiled and said, I understand and thank you. I also hope you help me keep in line with Falandafa principles. He was very moved. I have been in business for many years and have never met a person like you, he continued. Having you is a blessing to your company. The practice of Falandafa must be very good. I told him all practitioners would handle these situations like me. Whether before or after becoming a manager, I never allowed vendors to visit me at home in the past 20 plus years, when it was common practice for vendors to try to bribe people away from their workplaces. Once, it was near the Chinese New Year, and a representative from a client of our company called me saying he was outside my apartment building. He said, My manager asked me to visit you and your family. I replied, you know, I never accept gifts. It is cold outside. Please go back and we can meet at my office tomorrow. He begged me, please open the door. Otherwise, my manager would give me a poor performance rating at work. He said, if I cannot do something as simple as this, how can I handle complicated situations? I told him I understood his difficulty and explained honestly and sincerely. I treat all vendors the same. 
I will call your manager and explain to her tomorrow that this is not your fault. So you will be fine and please do not worry. Please just go back home since your family is waiting for you to get ready for the new year. Through the phone I could hear him sobbing. He said, All right, thank you. I knew it was not easy for my clients, as they had to prepare gifts before major holidays in a bid to get business from our company. I told them I did not follow that unwritten rule to grant business to those who sent in bribes. I assured them that I would be fair and square in dealing with each and every vendor. I often said, If you understand and support me, we can do business better together, right? And they agreed. One director in my company said to me, Before working with you, I heard you never accepted any gifts. To be honest, I doubted it. Now I know it is true. I told him about how Falendafa principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance are in line with traditional Chinese culture. Because the CCP promotes class struggle, hatred and lies, it targets the traditional values including Falendafa. The director understood it and quit the CCP organisations. He also convinced his parents to do the same. A fellow employee from another department once came to my office and he asked, I heard you do not accept kickbacks. With your position, you know you are losing an apartment which could be bought with possible grey income. Every year. I said, as a Falandafa practitioner, I just want to be a good person. If the money does not belong to me, I would not take it. Touched by my words, he also renounced his membership in the CCP organisations and began to read Falandafa books. Later on, he told me he had recovered from lumbar disc herniation without treatment. One vendor said he had never met a good person like me since I always helped others without seeking return. He added, The CCP has so much hate propaganda against Falandafa, but you are like spring water, clean and pure, purging all the propaganda from my mind. During business collaboration, I helped him a lot and he was very thankful. He said his company had many cars and I could use them whenever needed. But I never took advantage of that. Later on, he introduced me to his business partners. He also took Falandafa materials and shared them with his friends. Part 2. Being considerate of others Master said from Lecture 4 of Zhuan Falun, quote, As practitioners, you will suddenly come across conflicts. What should you do? You should always maintain a heart of compassion and kindness. Then, when you run into a problem, you will be able to do well because it gives you room to buffer the confrontation. You should always be benevolent and kind to others and consider others when doing things. Whenever you encounter a problem, you should first consider whether others can put up with this matter or if it will hurt anyone. In doing so, there will not be any problems. Therefore, in cultivation practice, you should follow a higher and higher standard for yourself. Unquote. To better align with the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, 
I often memorized this paragraph on the way to work. This helped me to be truly considerate of others. As a result, other people often sought advice from me regarding whatever problems they had in life. They treated me as a magnet of kindness, happiness and selflessness. I respected everyone with an open mind and tolerance. When issues arose, I tried to understand the situation from their angle while looking within to identify room to improve myself. Therefore, when others made mistakes at work, I would not criticize them and would resolve it with a smile. One day, a co-worker was terrified because he had lost a value-added tax invoice. He asked, what should I do? He almost cried. I comforted him, let's look for it. If we cannot find it in the end, we can put out a statement in the newspaper to void it. But he was still very frightened. I added, please do not worry too much. Had no one ever lost anything? Our ancestors would not have invented this word, lose. He felt better and the fear on his face was gone. From Falandafa teachings, I learned that my kindness, tone and being considerate of others could change others for the better. The front office in my department had an ashtray. Several times I found the ashtray full, but no one emptied it. I emptied it and cleaned the area. Later on, this problem was rarely seen. The department I was in charge of ran well under my leadership. Everyone was clear on what to do and did their assigned tasks well from the bottom of their heart instead of going through the motions. Whenever holidays came up, I would work overtime so others could take time off. They often said to me, we are so lucky to have you as our manager. Over the years, I have gone through more than a dozen supervisors. I always respected and communicated well with them and got things done. I tried to lessen their workload and provide help wherever needed. Working overtime was commonplace for me and I never asked for extra pay. My supervisors and my subordinates all trusted me. One supervisor said, As long as she is in charge of something, I am confident things will go well. My performance was well acknowledged. Even in the harsh persecution of Falun Dafa in China, I was awarded many times including some province-level prizes. The selection of awardees was based on votes at different levels of the company. Those who received the most votes in a certain award category would be chosen. So the many awards I received showed that people at my company recognised Falun Dafa's benefits to businesses. Once, the local police took me to the police department due to my practice of Falun Dafa. Quite a few supervisors and co-workers voluntarily went to the police department to seek my release. By the time I was released at 11pm that day, I saw many of them were still there. People like you so much, one officer said to me. Look, all of them are from your company. Your company even approached city officials asking for your release. Everyone said you are awesome. From vendors to co-workers, they liked to share their stories and problems with me. One of them said, Do you know why we like chatting with you? It is because you have integrity and will not casually leak information to others. Nowadays, it is hard to find a person one can trust, and some even cannot wait to taunt others for their personal problems, but you are not like that. One co-worker, Fen, had a marriage crisis. 
I shared my thoughts based on Fallon Daffer teachings and we also chatted after work. I explained to her that her having an affair would bring harm to her and her family. She listened to my words and accepted Darfa materials. We also watched Master's video lectures together. She came to understand that the relationship between husband and wife was predestined and that extramarital affairs were not good. She agreed to stop seeing the other man. When I visited her later, she, her husband and their child agreed to quit the CCP organisations. They now live happily together. As people trusted me further, more and more people came to me sharing their challenges in life, as if I was a therapist. No matter whether I was on holiday or late at night, I would help whenever needed. They may have struggled a lot before reaching out to me, so I did not want to let them down. Therefore, I would share my understandings from the Fallon Daffer's teachings. Ying was another co-worker. When she got married 17 years ago, her mother-in-law did not agree with the marriage, so they hardly talked to each other over the years. After Ying talked to me, she began to read Darfa books and took the initiative to take care of her parents-in-law. Her father-in-law could not take care of himself when hospitalised. She went there looking after him so attentively that others assumed she was his daughter. After her parents-in-law passed away, her husband's younger brother wanted to have his parents' apartment unit all by himself. Ying gave the apartment to him without any hesitation. All of their relatives and neighbours were impressed by her change, and they knew it was because of Falindafa. Hua and her husband had divorced, and she was unhappy. I chatted with her many times and told her some of my understandings of marriage based on Falindafa teachings. One day, I went to her home and her son opened the door. He was happy to see me. Mom! The boy called out to his mother and said, Auntie is here and our family have hope now. I was very touched by the boy's words. I could sense his trust in me in helping his parents get back together. I told his mother that only Falun Dafa could bring miracles and save her family. She read Zwan Falun, the main teachings of Falun Dafa, and said to me, I know where I did wrong now, and I will change. Not long after, her ex-father-in-law had a stroke and was hospitalised. She went to the hospital every day to help out. Her ex-husband said sarcastically, You are no longer family now. Why are you here? But she did not argue back and just helped quietly. Her ex-father-in-law could not speak well at the time and she was the only person who could make out what he was saying. She also read Zwan Falun to him. After 40 days, her ex-father-in-law regained health and was released from the hospital. One day, she received a phone call from her ex-husband. He apologised and asked if they could remarry. Hua was moved to tears by this and she told me about it right away. Both of us were in tears. From our heart, we are grateful to Master and Falun Dafa for bringing the miracle. There was a co-worker who was stationed out of town and had a problem with his supervisor. He even took a train back to our city, where our company was headquartered, to complain to me about his supervisor. It turned out his supervisor reduced his workload and had a new hire to take on part of his job responsibilities. He took it as the supervisor favouring the new hire and not trusting him anymore. I said to him, you should thank your supervisor. He was baffled. 
I explained that since he told people that his girlfriend lived in our city, I believed that his supervisor adjusted his workload so that he only needed to work out of town for two weeks every month, thus giving him more time to spend with his girlfriend. I said his supervisor was quite good at accommodating employees' unique personal situations. He then had a smile on his face and admitted that he never realised his supervisor was being understanding of him. He gave up his thought to fight his supervisor for the new work arrangement. I once received a letter from someone who wrote, I wish I had come to know you much earlier. If I knew the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance, when I was in high school, I would not have fought back when bullied and injured a classmate, causing him to go blind in one eye. I deeply regret the wrongdoings I committed in my youth. I'll follow the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance to be a good person for the rest of my life. There have been too many such stories to count. Many other practitioners have similar experiences. Deep in my heart, I know the principles of truthfulness, compassion, forbearance will bring a better society with a brighter future. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.